Week 15, pretty speechless. I don't have a lot to say. Usually these things need an opening, so let's just start with, hey, this is the push-off. episode of the Push Off Podcast, your favorite weekly NFL show that discusses everything that happened last week while it gets you ready for the next. I am your host, Scott Hogan, and joining us as always, it's Dan Jaguar Blues. Row, row. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Dan, um, a negative ending for yours, but uh, forest for the trees, a clinching weekend. Congrats to you. And, Thank you. Thank you, sir. You know, congrats to me for our both our teams are now officially in the postseason. You got to get to the dance, man. I mean, the whole thing is about getting to the dance. If you can get to the dance healthy, it's your best shot. If you can get to the dance and have a couple games at home, that's even better. It's a whole new season, and uh, yeah, you just got to get. You're right. You just got to get in, and then everybody's record is down to zero zero, and best teams win it all. Um, that's just where we start. This week, good lord! Uh, oh boy! In a week that had, I uh, counted, I think three overtime games should have been more. Decided should have been a fourth <laughs> at least, <laughs> at least. Um, wild ones back and forth. You and me had a handful of uh, picks different each other, and mm-hmm. pretty back and forth there. We've got uh, just yeah, you know, class classics all around, and some uh, all time greats. Yeah, did something historic happen, Scott? Yeah. Well, and this also, uh, the way it was set up for football and sports in general, because you had the World Cup final on Sunday morning. Which was phenomenal, by the way. Oh, yeah, and did great, too. What a good ending for that, too. Uh, Congrats to Venezuela, but this is not a soccer or... (laughs) Argentina. Oh, my God, yes. I said Venezuela. (laughs) Like I just said. Also, this. congrats in general to Venezuela for having a super <laughs> fucked up economy and making Argentina. us feel better about ourselves. I was just about to say, this is not a soccer podcast as I made proof <laughs> immediately. Yeah, the, the push-off is, push is not about a foul in the box, in case you're wondering. That's, All I'm uh, trying to say um, um, is that it was a great weekend of sports, and football oh, yeah. uh, for us was constant. You know, you got a Thursday night game that held – massive proportions for the uh nfc playoff race yeah um stakes on the line and then huge game yeah and then you head into saturday oh three games on a saturday uh big games and then you head into sunday and all of us it's like yeah still a full slate of games on sunday and i mean this was so a long weekend of football games Um, and the funny thing is if you had told me which game on saturday was going to be the most like, holy shit. Yeah. Indy-Minnesota was like the lowest. I was like, oh, Baltimore-Cleveland, it's always weird. Miami-Buffalo, you got two divisional matchups. And then Indy-Minnesota, what the fuck's going to happen there? My God. 
Yeah, yeah. And it's game of the week, obviously. It's game of the week. So we're going to start there. And I'll explain this into it as, as a story for myself. Um, being a Vikings fan and coming from a very uh, Viking-centric uh, family. Everybody in my in, in the family, uh, this is all we do now on Sundays. Uh, but nobody's watch. from Minnesota. My dad is. Oh, so your dad my is. My dad okay. was from, is from Duluth and then grew up around the, the Twin Cities area, went to school in St. Paul. So it's his fault. And he is also... <laughs> the the first one that called quits on this game <laughs> in the household and that's why i'll explain so we all got down there saturday morning my my brother and his family he's got two little ones i've got my my boy now uh and around noon is a good time for kids to take a nap and what do we hear from the family room but my father immediately well they ran into the 50 get ready to be behind and this is how he watches games. This is how he watches games. This is how we always watched him growing up. Pure optimist. Oh yeah. And this is yeah. And this is how, yeah. You watch games as as a Hogan, <laughs> um, as myself and my family. My mom's gotten into it too. Where my brother's like, she's just as bad. <laughs> and I'm like, that's scary because my dad's <laughs> really bad. Like, so while the kids are trying to sleep, you think, all right, I'll go into the room with him so he's not shouting at me from a different room about this game. And it obviously didn't get better there. And he's, we still can, got like more and more shouting from him. Uh, you know, they're moving it at will, uh, at will, this and that. And then, you know, you just stop him for a field goal and it's, oh, you know, doesn't even cheer the positive stuff. Um, good God. So just to run through that first half as we're sitting there watching it, a blocked punt that immediately flies over and lands in a rookie's hands. Nobody there to, that can touch him, touchdown. Uh, Vikings finally moving the ball, and then after a great Dalvin Cook run, coughs it up, fumbles. Uh, it's going back the other way. It's basically that point where my dad's like, can't watch this. I'm going to the basement. I'm going to put on a movie. I'm not going to watch it. And at that, you know, nobody argues with him because it's like, yeah, the kids need to sleep, and you are shouting sure. in this household. <laughs> Very loud. Go another floor lower. Uh, and so um, me and my brother and my mom are now sitting there watching it. Our wives – don't care to spend their time with that uh, ball of uh, anxiety that's in that room. So as we're watching it, uh, and it just keeps getting worse and worse. I don't think I've seen a game go so bad so fast and continuously go bad. Uh, to go forward on that fourth down and that side there like 30, I got up. I was like, I don't like this. And Dan, my brother's like, well, I gotta, you know, they got to do something to get it on their their side. It's real short, it's half an inch. I go, yeah, but I, I don't like it. And they don't get it. And then it's, you know, more points. Uh, the fake punt is when my brother was like, oh, my God. Like, now we're just, like, throwing shit to the wind because we can't get anything right. Like, it was – it really felt like that was a rookie coach making these, like, gut sure. – gut check reactions that were crazy wrong at that moment and Kirk Cousins a pick six immediately like all that stuff just kept happening in this game 33 nothing at halftime um my brother's gone by then he went upstairs lay down with his daughter you know maybe get a nap and nobody slept well in this house uh and then um I, I followed through halftime and I watched the Vikings' first drive, which was a three and out to start this. Wasn't strong. First come, you know, uh, uh, comeback. They didn't do anything with the ball when they first got it. So 
when I watch him punt it and then they're like, oh, Colts guy, you know, muffed the punt. Oh, he jumps on it. Well, that's another brick that doesn't go the way of the Vikings. I was like, okay, no, I'm going to watch something else. So I put on Scrooge, text the family. We don't have to talk about football until, you know, maybe the Browns kick off. Uh, <laughs> and then um, I was like, guys, can jo- rejoin the room if you want to, whatever. So we're sitting there watching it. And, of course, I'm in a fantasy football game with Justin Jefferson in my lineup. It's playoffs. So I'm checking that. And, you know, one touchdown, two touchdowns three touchdowns and again we have not turned it on but now i'm getting like my dad's like oh i saw the Colts scored again i was like yeah but didn't we get two touchdowns whatever it's not it's insurmountable they won't win another game this year and he hasn't watched anything since it's 17 nothing <laughs> uh, we get through it um to the point where it's so close now that i'm looking at my my brother and i'm telling him he's like I can't now. I can't turn it on now because we haven't seen so much of it. And I'm just, you know, that much jinx afraid uh, that, I'm, you know, it's going to just turn and then and I'm going to watch them lose. And then my mom agrees and I was like, fine. And I was like, what if, what if they come back? What if it they tie it? And he's like, eh, you know, fine, but it's still going to take this and that because we were looking at it and I saw the, the Kirk Cousins interception and things like that pop up on the screen not not watched it just saw it on a ticker sure um finally like i'm sitting there with him and i go oh my god dalvin cook just scored a 64 yard touchdown and he's like well and i was like how much he's like how much time is it? I was like well just over two minutes so i guess i gotta go for two he's like yeah they don't get that it's two it's an onside kick and it's like as he's saying i was like it's tied pop up i go into the other room where my dad's sitting there and i'm like i think we gotta turn it back on it just tied the thing up. It's at like two minutes left in this game and we got to figure out what's going on. And he's like, what? And so from that point on, we watched it in overtime. Even my father goes like, well, you kind of have to give it to him for coming all the way back as they did. I'm like you said it, you said it, even if they lose this. And, and in his mind, he's like a tie means we win the division still. Right. 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 And that all the way through that, through overtime. So I, I haven't even gotten to the game, but that's the story I, we didn't get to watch the most fun of the game. We didn't, not live. I mean, we recorded it. We watched the highlights and everything the rest sure. of the weekend. But thank God, because as I was sitting there, you know, watching the uh, Bill Murray comedy uh, Scrooge, I'm thinking, this is just going to suck the whole weekend. My dad's not going to let up about it. Every time you think about it, it's just going to be a big old bummer. And you don't want that hanging over your, uh, you know, your Christmas celebration with your family. So, sure. Huh, thank God it goes the other way. And, you know, everyone smiles. I think my favorite thing about this is you and I don't text a lot during Vikings games. You're not, uh, I usually, you're not in your right mind yeah, during yeah. the Vikings games. May, may I share your text? Oh, yeah, sure. I remember. First one, 1240. Sometimes football hurts. Oh, and it those did right simple then. ones. Yeah, I'm like, he's not having a great time. The score is very bad, <laughs> but my response was a lot of game left, and which there turned was. out to be very, very true. Um, and then I got a good solid end the pain at 127, <sighs> right about halftime. I think that was a 33 point uh, deficit yep. at that point. Yep. And I feel it, man. 33 points. You go well. No one's ever come back from 33 points. Until right fucking now. Great game. Um, great game. Great game. They said it. Half- I got to watch everything live. It was crazy. Oh, good. Good. Yeah. They they um they said at halftime. Pat Peterson tells uh uh he's like we just need five touchdowns and Kirk Cousins like I thought he was being sarcastic. Um, 
they yeah this team you know has that type of magic you know if nothing else like sure everybody that wants to argue you're like well god look at who you know it was still the colts and they played a worst half imaginable against a very bad colts team uh but that made them string together some positive momentum that they have a real hard time doing this season so that alone is another big bump that i like of this um they had a lot of field goals. McLaughlin was was five for five in this one, and then they decided not to let him kick a fifty four yarder. What's your Fair. thoughts there? Yeah, the it, it was an eight point game, so it's a little different than like when the Lions chose that against the Vikings. They tried so to with, kick the field goal, and we went back and got the touchdown on them. I totally get it. I I actually agree with that conceptually. Where you go, all right, well, you just you don't want to play that game where you're going for a 54-yard kick and missing it and then basically saying, hey, we're probably not going to get this thing back, and if we do get this fucking thing back, we're going to be just wedged in our own uh, in our own territory. Indy had not been able to drive the ball at all at that point for a quarter and a half. So you're basically yeah. saying, hey, we trust our defense, which is now really rolling up. Matt Ryan looks cooked. I mean, we talked about it. Matt Ryan is just fucking cooked. Poor Matt Ryan. It- Dude, if to have about that. Oh God, <laughs> to have the largest comeback in Super Bowl history and the largest comeback in NFL history both on your ass. Yeah, sh- wrap it up, Matt. Wrap it up. What are you gonna do? Like, how are you gonna hurt yourself more? No, this makes but it's insane. In both of those, it's not like he was like throwing pick sixes. It's not like he was turning the ball over at will or dropping it to the ground. Right? I don't even remember a lot of straight up Matt Ryan turnovers in these games, but his no. it's him. It is his name and he needs to throw more completions. It's, so. it's that caution, right? It's that yeah. fucking tightness. And the fact that you can't get your team to come out here and be like, hey listen, let's string together a drive. Give me yep. something, guys. Give me something. Give well, me here, a drive. And then in this comeback, what's wild too that you gotta think of is the Vikings still achieved this comeback with the second half, uh punting it twice. The interception from Kirk Cousins where he throws it down there like the one and a turnover on downs. All that happened, and yet they still scored five touchdowns. <laughs> um, also, this is five touchdowns after the last time the Colts played. They had a bye week, and then they played your Cowboys where five touchdowns was given up on them in the fourth quarter. This is yeah. – I, I mean, and maybe this is the interim head coach that's not a coach – uh, itis that they have here with Jeff Saturday, it's got to be part of it, but embarrassing. Yeah, I mean, this is just, if Jeff Saturday was auditioning for a head coaching position next year, that fourth quarter against Dallas and the second half against Minnesota ensures that he will not have a job next year. I think it, yeah. This is too, this is too bad. And you could say, oh, well, you know, once in a lifetime sort of situation, but to have it happen two consecutive weeks, Jesus Christ. The last, Jeff, hang it up. Yeah, the last three games will speak some some volume, but probably is it for him. We'll see. Um, on the Vikings side of the ball, I thought I thought KJ Osborne was the catalyst in this game. He mm-hmm. had a career day, 157 yards touchdown. Um, had some when, runs late in this game where it was like I caught the ball. Now I'm turning around, and two guys are going. I'm going to bounce off him. Because I'm not, you know, he was fired up. It was awesome. The Justin Jefferson, uh, Stephon Gilmore kind of popping Justin Jefferson underneath the chin. Yeah. That 
seemed like that was a fucking lightning strike to the Vikings where they're like, oh, oh, you want to do, you want to get fucking chippy? Watch this. The only motherfucker in this game that was not worth a goddamn on the Vikings side was Jalen Rieger. Yeah. Because that Kirk interception was absolutely Jalen Rieger giving up on a fucking route. Honestly, that had nothing to do with Kirk, man. Both passes that Kirk threw interceptions on were passes to Jalen Rieger. And there's an yeah, argument that the pick awful. six, he just didn't go to the right spot, too. Um, yeah, yeah. It felt like it was his fault on, on some of those, yeah. And, at least in part. Um, yeah, Jalen Rieger, liability. Adam Thielen didn't have a target in the first half. He's been also, doing that weirdly this year where he just shows up in clutch when they need somebody else to pick up. Justin Jefferson gets every target, almost every play. They want to get him like 2,000 yeah. yards this season. I get it. Fine. Uh, he can do it. The guy has got all of the the options to do it, and he again has over 123 in this one and hopefully will win me some money in fantasy. <laughs> very um, young, very talented. And then on the cold side, seven sacks. Uh, Odangbo had himself a game. Every time I looked mm-hmm. up, Odangbo was pulling down Kirk Cousins, and I'm like, get him away. Good God. They lost Jonathan Taylor super early. He's done for the year. Very Which is good. Good, yeah. This season, he's fine. Very disappointing year for Jonathan Taylor, though. Um, oh, yeah. And Colts had some injuries. He had nagging injuries, but even when he was healthy, just yeah, wasn't showing up here this year. Um, and then, oh, and I want to bring up, I'm kind of jumping around, uh, the referees in this one. Good God. Um, I just to, because there's so much wrongness here, I'll just say fast whistles. Now they were, yes, they were consistent on fast whistles. Both sides of the ball were suffered on that, but no one more than Chandon Sullivan, who probably had two touchdowns, if not for, these referees being like, sorry, I blew the whistle. <laughs> like, and it oh was my God. the fumble recovery thing was fucking crazy to me because it's like, dude, that ball was fully out. Plus that would have led and to the almost tie. Two-point conversion maybe yeah. n- didn't even hang in the balance there because there was enough time. And it, it was just fucking crazy. And I, I'm sitting there, I'm like, and then he takes his helmet off because he's like, you got to be shitting me. They're like, flag, bitch. Yeah. I was like, Jesus. It was yeah. a dead ball foul. but Kick some you know, luckily dirt in his eyes it. while he's down. My God. I know. It was I, brutal. But and he had you, two of those. Yeah. Also, how did you all win this game? Like, how did you come down from 33 points? This was 36 to 7. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a 29-point comeback in, in a quarter and a half. That's insane. That's what I'm saying. Like, there were still turnovers in the second half. There were still mistakes uh, or things just, just didn't go the way. It wasn't like – so the Colts, 33, sure felt like everything went right. I mean, they kicked a lot of field goals. They were stopped out of the end zone in times where touchdowns would have really buried it. But everything sure. was right. The Vikings' comeback was like bang, 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 whoops, fumbled here, drop this, bang, bang cook for 64 all right we did it uh but yeah it sure felt like finally you know like all of these a lot of these you know close games have felt like we're there now we're in it we're gonna find a way and that is once awesome. it got to one score i was like oh it's over yeah <laughs> it's like vikings win this thing it's it's within a score that was awesome uh because we clinched the nfc north and playoff games oh man most of them are like that uh if if we don't go super you know, if we don't play a Colts first half game in this, then we're going to be in it, and then we're going to have a shot. Uh, so we clinch the NFC North. There's more to talk about with the playoff picture as we continue, but God, I, I, you know, I could spend the whole episode on this game, 
and I guess I'm sure you had a good time. Oh, there's just so much to this Viking season this year. It's exhausting. It's wonderful, and it's gonna take some years off my life. <laughs> you are ten and zero in one score games this year. Good God! All right, but there's so much more to this uh, week. Nobody had a bye oh, yeah. week, so let's keep going. That's true. We got to we got to pack a lot of shit in. Uh, we're going to go to your division, the NFC East, but we're going to talk about Giants Commanders. Uh, boom, boom! Giants win on the road, twenty to twelve. We didn't pick it. We had the Commanders in this one. Um, it was Saquon Barkley, 120 total yards from scrimmage and touchdown. Maybe he's getting healthy at the right sure. time. Um, Heineke and Dotson, man, Dots, John Dotson late in that game had some catches. They tried, they tried to bring it back, kicked a lot of field goals. Um, and then the end of that game is what everybody wants to talk about. Uh, a legal formation takes away a touchdown, who did Terry McLaurin talk to? How much did he talk to? What was he told uh, by the ref there? And then the two point. Uh, oh, and then uh, um, the Giants cornerback pretty much laying on a, uh, Samuel's back yep. there for that last play. It was a. I don't want to say it was a bang bang play because he pinned his arm to the side, and that's just something you kind of have to throw a flag on. Um, that being said, Washington did not look great in this game right up until like the fourth quarter. Yeah, until they had um, to. Until they had to. Until then, it was like, oh yeah, shit, we gotta we gotta play this game. God damn. Um, neither one of these teams really frightens me. The fact that the Giants are eight five and one, the Washington seven. One of these teams is not gonna make the playoffs. Maybe both of them don't make the playoffs. Mm. Um, they've got a pretty rough schedule, uh, both of them, but. I am more afraid if Washington gets in because it still feels like it's Saquon or nothing. Um, I know Daniel Jones gets some runs in there. I know he has relatively, like, but he's so dink and dunk, he cannot really stretch the field. So if you can't stop Saquon, you can't stop the Giants. If you can stop Saquon, the Giants are over. There's no second option there. Um, That being said, on Washington, there's no first option except for Terry McLaurin. You know, Brian Robinson is fine in the backfield, but... No one is remarkable except for Terry McLaurin, and Taylor Heineke is just doing the best thing that he can. He looks like a fucking JUCO yeah. transfer quarterback. But you know? I, He's, I, he doesn't look great. I mean, I did bring up Jahan Dotson, though. Did you not see some of those catches late? The deep he one, uh, man-to-man, where he just jumped over the guy. He mossed him. I mean, I feel like he's coming into his own. He's very, You're right. He's a rookie this year, sure. so it's going to take him a little bit. But, but it's... The reason why Jahan Dotson gets those things is because everybody's just focused on McLaurin. Sure. That's all game he's double covered. He still winds up getting touches because he's really fucking good. Yep. But to that point, Curtis Samuel, the reason why he doesn't get that call in the end zone is because he's fucking Curtis Samuel. Yeah. You know, and if that was Terry McLaurin, you throw that ball to Terry McLaurin, he probably gets the call there. Yeah. You and know, we don't. But nobody trusts Curtis Samuel. We don't. You don't like. For games to be decided on flags, that kind of stinks. Um, I get that too. You want to let them play, but I th- I agree with you. I think that the flag need to be thrown there. Most people are saying that flag need to be thrown there. Uh, and but then, they had been letting them play. Like we talked about that consistency, right? Okay. Yeah. Or if you're going to be a quick whistle all game, they were kind of letting both teams be pretty physical all game. I think that was to the Giants' advantage. Being fair, um, I don't think Washington's secondary is quite as physical as the Giants are. Mm. But uh, yeah, they were they were letting both teams be physical all game. So you can't put yourself in a situation where if if a refs are letting your DBs be physical with your wide receivers, get some separation, 
force the DB to grab you rather than like be in the same spot, occupying the same spot. Because then the DB can just make it look like he's going for the ball through your man, which is what happened. Right. So I, you know, you got to play the game. You got to play the situation. And, uh, you know, if your last desperation passes to Curtis Samuel, things aren't going well for you. Yeah. Yeah. But you're right. It, it leaves us with a weird feeling of these teams have met twice in the last three weeks. They tied in New York. And then the Giants win in Washington. So who's the better team? And you're like, I still believe it's the Commanders. Because if you look at the Giants, they're throwing a guy named Richie Rich James, Isaiah Hodgins. This is a, I don't know these guys. I know they don't scare <laughs> me at all. Uh, and Daniel Jones had a pretty piss-poor game, honestly. Yeah, pretty pedestrian. Um, but maybe this one, it was the Giants' defense that was the star. Uh, Kayvon Thibodeau, there, you talk about a rookie. Looked great. Yeah, he, uh, the strip touchdown there. So if the Giants' defense plays like that, yeah, they got a shot. Um, Washington's got a great defense too, though. These two teams, they they know each other well, and this time the Giants came out on top, though. But that's huge. It's huge in this uh, playoff race. Both of them are still live in it. Um, in fact, uh, keeps them in the hunt over teams like Seahawks and Lions right now because of Not the tie. Long. And yeah, it's gonna be tight. We'll see. Um, this leads us to talk about. Giants and Vikings. That's the first game for week 16 that lines us up. We can discuss. Um, it is in Minnesota, but we're going to wear our whites. It's the whiteout game. They're pushing that. A blizzard in Minnesota. Uh, but the Giants can clinch a playoff spot with a win and some help. I'm not going to get into the help. Mm-hmm. There's a lot there, but there's, a, there's an opportunity there for the New York Giants. Uh, but I'm taking my Vikings, who still technically have some stuff to play for. It's in a weird – It's yeah, yeah, Dan, I see your face. It's a seeding thing here. Uh, but, I mean, if the Eagles aren't playing, if they're playing at the same time or, you know, after them here on a uh, Saturday kickoff at noon, because, oh, yeah, that's something else about Week 16, everybody. Expect your normal Sunday on Saturday, which is Christmas Eve for those Christians of you. And... Uh, <laughs> Or just general Americans. Yeah, well, <laughs> like not everybody Christmas celebrates everybody. Christmas. Not everyone. That's uh, true. Uh, and then Sunday is Christmas Day, where there's just going to be three games. Um, but gather football. around the Yule log. Yeah, and honestly, those this Christmas Day games. We'll get into those. But so this one is Christmas Eve, Saturday. So um, yeah, I mean, I'm listen, taking my Vikings. You, yeah, we're both taking the Vikings here. I'm, you know, I'm never gonna root for the fucking Giants uh, in this situation, um, and also it makes the playoff situation for the final two weeks incredibly interesting. Mm-hmm. If the Vikings wind up uh, wind up winning this game, and if the Vikings wind up losing, well, then you have kind of two weeks to rest your guys, right? Um, you know, because there's no real difference in the two seed and the three seed, and you can't fall to the four. Um, so really what the Niners and the Vikings are doing, you're not going after the Eagles. Yeah. You know, you, the Eagles literally have to lose out and you have to win out for you to be the number one seed. And which so really Gardner Minshew. If Gardner Minshew. Yeah. <laughs> we're ride, we ride the Minshew choo-choo here. We do. We love so, the Minshew choo-choo. You know, if, if the Eagles can do what they're going to do, potentially do against the Cowboys if Jalen Hurts is available, um, it might be a non-issue, but yeah, it's real tough for the Vikings to get the number two seed. That being said, I still think they're a much better team than the Giants in every facet of the game. You guys just, can you maybe win this one by two scores? Is that possible? Yeah. Can you do that? 
I'm with you on there, and I've been I've been arguing with that in my head since they clinched this. Um, the 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 number two seed bye week is gone. It's been gone for what three mm-hmm. seasons now? Two seasons? Was it just yep. last couple seasons now? Um, and because of it, yeah. What's the difference? Well, the difference between the two seed and the three seed is. If this and if this happens, then you're in a better situation. But there's all this if you have to get through, which means the Vikings would still have to win the first-round playoff game. The Niners would have to win the first-round playoff game. And if those things happen, then the second and third seeds become, you know, who plays where kind of scenario. I think, yeah, you know, I don't, you know, you don't want to play in San Francisco, rather play in Minnesota, but at the same time, so much more has to happen before you even get there so maybe rest players make sure everybody's ready to play and just go and win wherever you play yeah give Kristen Darasaw maybe two three weeks off that'd be nice yeah, um, he's been he getting banged up, up here as a rook yeah or second year man sorry and speaking of the 49ers they won on Thursday night what a segue beat the Seahawks uh that was the Seahawks last chance to kind of take that division um the Niners clinch it with the win, 21-13, to 13, we both picked it. Brock Purdy keeps doing it. Um, Christian McCaffrey and Kittle getting it. I mean, Kittle got both of Purdy's touchdowns. Uh, McCaffrey ran to in himself, I guess. And then, um, yeah, a game that started 21-3, to three, uh, the start of the second half. Uh, the Seahawks tried to get back in it, but that's all there was. I mean, Geno Smith, hell of a game. Um not explosive in any way, but mm-hmm. putting them in situations to be in this game late. Uh, Kenneth Walker, we talked about it a little bit ago that he hit the rookie wall. It's evident. Yeah. Um, it seems like the entire Seahawks team has hit a wall that it's going to be very difficult for them to overcome. Um, they've lost a lot of that spunk and panache. Um, they just don't seem threatening anymore, and they cannot get the run game going. And you don't want Geno Smith to throw the ball 40-plus times a game. Right. That's not a recipe for for a win. Um, and if Kenneth Walker's not getting it going, that's not going to let Geno sit his feet. And against this 49ers defense, this is kind of what we thought would happen. The 49ers defense is really, really fucking good. Yeah. Um, and their offense doesn't have to be amazing. You just you have playmakers like McCaffrey and Kittle. Both of Kittle's touchdowns were just like masterful plays by Kittle himself. <laughs> it wasn't like... You know, there was a lot of yak there, man. Yes, yes. Um, So this is a really talented 49ers team that I think can start to throttle down um, and get their guys healthy. I mean, you cannot lose Brock Purdy at this point because who's their backup? I don't fucking know. Josh Jensen. You know, this is... Right? Oh, we sorry. Yeah. They're, they're weeks down ago. to third string. Yeah. They're down to third string. And they're so, still doing this. And they're still like an NFC favorite. That's what the crazy thing is about the 49ers this year. Well, their defense is just that good. Yeah. It's just that good. And the the Seahawks, you're right. They were keeping afloat with their talent. Uh, it wasn't all traded to Denver. Um, and obviously not, not the biggest stuff was. So nope. they were kind of a surprise this year. But you're right. They're kind of brought down to earth. They've woken up a little bit. And if they do get into these playoffs, it's... They're hobbled. Yeah. It's looking like um, they wouldn't surprise anybody. But, you know, they could give somebody a a race but this one was thursday night it at your house i know the niners are a very good team so it wasn't going to be easy they took care of it uh they go back home and they get the commanders so it's washington commanders at san francisco 49ers this week 
like we kind of talking about commanders a lot more on the line but the mm-hmm. niners are a better team uh so i'm taking the niners at home even though maybe commanders want to give me a, a little uh cushion to, to travel the entirety of the country yeah. to go play a fucking Niners defense, no fucking thank you. I'm I'm taking the Niners all day. Yeah, after losing Sunday night too, this one will be like a Saturday afternoon game. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So I got yeah. We both got Niners in that one. We move on to talk about hey uh, over another overtime game from this week. Uh, Chiefs thirty, Texans twenty four. That's right. That How about one, it? Yeah, that one went to overtime. Turns out these Texans are are feisty. Uh, now that they pretty much have that first seed sewn up, they're ready to play. Um, Mahomes and McKinnon, man, they did everything they could here. Had great stats. Three touchdowns for Mahomes, two McKinnon. Uh, and then Davis Mills had three touchdowns, doing his uh, Mahomes uh, impression, <laughs> throwing two and running one in. Texans had a lead at half. But... Uh, it t- so it took overtime for the Kansas City Chiefs to win it and to clinch the AFC West. This is almost a two-minute no-offense game. Like, this is what the Texans kind of do. They do play you <laughs> tough. Yeah. They do play you tough, but there's just not enough talent on this team. You can see it in the second half. There's just not enough talent. Who is Davis Mills throwing it to? Philip Dorsett? Chris like, Moore, man. Chris Moore coming out. Of he has he has emerged. He's got himself a, a roster spot for next year. But Amari Rogers won't be on this team. No. You know, you probably Philip Dorsett probably will not be on this team. Brandon Cooks, what the fuck is happening with him? I know he's injured and he's not really playing, but are are you yeah, gonna keep him around? Does it make sense? I know he signed an extension, but what the fuck? Right. You know? Right. Um Yeah, and this this very much felt like a Chiefs team that was like, oh shit. Damn, these Texans are ready to play, mm-hmm. and they didn't figure it out until the second half, until the second quarter at at all. Like the first quarter was so flat in Kansas City, it was insane. Yeah, um, it was like they hadn't watched any film, but they didn't need to because this Texans team is really, really bad. It's and, still, uh, yeah, yeah, it still felt like they were going to just kind of slowly get back in it in that second half. Um, wasn't too worried, even if the Texans did take them to the wire there. It made a it made a more interesting game than than we expected, even though we picked it correctly with the Chiefs winning in overtime. And so weird to see the the Texans do that Davis Mills Jeff Driscoll thing again. Like yeah. you know what a what a gadget player Jeff Driscoll is turning out to be. It feels like yeah, it's like one of those things. You know, we started the seasons like well, we what we could really catch people off guard is throwing any quarterback we want for any package. And they're like you would you can't do that, Lovey. Fine, just start Mills until we lose all the games, and then I get my way. <laughs> yeah. I don't get it, Perfect. but whatever. Um, give it up for the Texans for making games exciting when you don't. All year. They, yeah. I, there's only like one or two games where they've actually been blown the fuck out. Every other one of them is just like, yep, you need a little bit more talent, guys. Just a little bit more talent. And Davis Mills is not the problem, okay. but Davis Mills is also not the solution. Yeah. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks, who are coming off that bad loss, they need to get back into the race for the uh, NFC. They're playing the Chiefs, who now have the division sewed up. Uh, Seahawks at Chiefs. Now the Chiefs, though, they do need to worry about a couple of teams in the AFC, Buffalo Bills, Cincinnati Bengals. So I'm going to say the Chiefs are still playing, and they're going to beat the, the Seahawks this week. 
Yeah, you feel bad for the Seahawks, man, but all this does is make the Lions' chances <laughs> even better. Right. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, we're going Chiefs because, listen, if we're not going to pick the Texans to upset them, we're not going to pick the fucking Seahawks either. Right. Yeah, it's nice set up that way, uh, especially not in Kansas City. Uh, let's continue on. Let's talk about a big game in the AFC. Uh, more playoff implications. That's where we're at now. Week 15. Oh, yeah. It's it's clinch or uh, or go home here, folks. Um, I want to talk about Titans losing to the Chargers 14-17. to There wasn't a lot of points in this game, but it was two teams feeling each other out, playing uh, very, uh, honestly, some good defense. Some, uh, I mean... <laughs> Herbert runs for his life on every play, and I think that's just a, a banged-up offensive line. And then Tannehill it will, got banged up early, but he stuck it out, uh, which thankfully for – I mean, the Titans didn't win this, but I think it would have been even uglier if he couldn't play. Um, yeah. Henry had a good game, but in the end, uh, Herbert becomes the first player. with This is an early crazy stat. First player with 4,000 passing yards in his first three seasons ever. Yeah, I mean, it is the modern era. Yep, and he goes uh, drops this is back where we are. 45 times a game. That's how you get it. Yeah, I mean, if and the nice thing was for any fantasy players that have been riding the Austin Eckler train, uh, you didn't have to get off the train. You know, he still got a touchdown, still had 60 yards in this, too. Snuck in there, yeah. But, yeah, Justin Herbert had a couple rough interceptions uh, in this game, but when it counted, like we've been talking about how kind of clutch, sorry, I'm just destroying my entire facility yep. uh we talk about how clutch he has been so far this year and that throw near the end just to get them within field goal range was just fucking tremendous yeah like that's exactly what you're looking for out of your you know out of your absolutely like premier quarterback mike thomas makes all those catches too it's just like he does toss it up when you need it and and he's gonna make a miraculous one put his feet right there on the stripes before the chalk and Oh, is it field goal range now? Great. Um, so, yeah, Chargers, I mean, this game was 7-all at the half, and then it was 14-all for the longest time. Thought this was one that could have been going to overtime. But, no, Chargers take care of it in regulation. Uh, they go on, and they're playing Monday Night Football. This is another long weekend of games. They're going to play it at Indianapolis. The Chargers are now in playoff hunts after they've won another couple of big games here lately. They can clinch the playoffs with a win, a Vegas loss, and other help. So it's going to take a little bit this week, but it's it's in the uh, chances here. Obviously, I, oh yeah, I'm yeah. saying like I think the Colts have some problems, <laughs> and it's a little <laughs> embarrassing here. So even though they're going to be back home, I got these Chargers. I like Herbert and these Chargers going to Indy. Well, I mean, it depends. If they call this game after three quarters, I think that the Colts could have it. Um, <laughs> but if they, they make them play that? all four, if they make them play all four, eh, I feel pretty good about these Chargers. So eh, I'm going to go with these Chargers. Yeah. I mean, last week they made every team play all four, some of them even more, you know. <laughs> um, One more game here before the break. So we have a nice little split up here. And – uh you can keep going or, or you can just jump in here and talk about it. So what we need to talk about is Patriots, 24, Raiders, 30. Here's a game that probably should have gotten over time. Oh, my God. Uh, Stevenson for the Patriots, 168 total yards, touchdown. Carr, three touchdowns and an interception on this one. Um, 
it was three to seventeen Raiders at the half, and then the Patriots actually take a lead by a touchdown, twenty-four to seventeen, with three forty-three left in this game, and that's when it gets crazy. So here again, nice comeback for the Patriots, uh, shutting down the Raiders there until um, that far deep into the game. Then uh, Cole makes a touchdown catch, or does he? Man, it's questionable. It's right there on the chalk. It's a tight one. Um, it is looked at again, reviewed, and stood. Okay, it's on. So 24 all. Uh, Patriots have the ball midfield. They're trying to move it down the field. doesn't seem like they're going anywhere. There's, what, four or three seconds left on that last play. It's a delay handoff. And you're Patriots, and you play smart. <laughs> but, oh, man. Uh, I don't know if you – I saw it live. We all just started screaming. Uh, Stevenson, he's, I mean, <laughs> lateral is so bad. Yeah. He breaks a handful of tackles there. So he's got, gets excited. So before he gets tackled inbounds with the zeros on the clock, he looks to give the ball to somebody and he sees Jacoby Myers, gives it to him. And then I don't know, Jacoby Myers brain goes, and then, you know, he's not thinking anymore. He runs about 10 yards backwards looks for the closest Patriot behind him to throw the ball to, and he chucks it at Mac Jones. Well, too bad Chandler Jones is right there, grabs that ball, shoves Mac Jones to the ground, and wins that game. If Mac Jones makes that tackle, we're talking about a very different... Yeah, overtime. Yeah, it goes to overtime. If Mac Jones just makes that fucking tackle, just goes, yeah, just goes, hey, I'm just going to, you know... But Mac Jones kind of went out like a bitch on this one, man. That was not a good look for Mac Jones. <laughs> I know it's Chandler Jones. I know he's a big fucking dude. Mm. Grab a goddamn ankle, Mac. <laughs> Grab a goddamn ankle. But anything. Like at that point, yeah, face mask. Yeah, don't go. You just you don't, don't need let to go in. for the fucking ball. You don't need to go for the fucking ball. It's game's over, bro. Yeah, game over, bro. That's all it is. Just fucking. I mean, Jaco- <laughs> that throw by Jacoby Myers was so bad. Yeah, I don't actually think he was throwing it. I don't think he was throwing it to Mac Jones. I think he was throwing it to Chandler Jones. I think he like made eye contact was like, Chandler, we played on the Patriots together. Zip. Fuck. (laughs) Like you could almost see it as soon as it left his hand. He was like, oh no, what have I done? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and you could see on the sideline, my favorite things afterwards on the sideline, you see like Derek Carr's like, okay, we're getting ready for overtime. And he's like, the fuck? Yeah. Everybody on the Raiders' sideline was just flabbergasted. This doesn't help the Raiders at all. It really doesn't. They're 6-8 and eight in a really tough AFC. Good for them, I guess. They're still not making the fucking playoffs. But, oh, boy, does this fuck the Patriots. <laughs> this hurts the Patriots so badly. This is, like, this is brutal for New England. Like, this, in my mind, this eliminates New England from the playoffs. It very well could. They're 7-7 seven and seven now. They're a step out of the playoffs behind teams like Chargers. And I'm um, looking for my picture. Oh, they moved it on me. They're behind the Chargers. They're behind the Dolphins. Dolphins they're behind, they're behind the Bengals. Out. They're behind the Ravens. So, yeah, we're... Uh, yeah, looking at them uh, on the outside in now, and they've got, yeah, Dolphins this week. So, no, Dolphins after this week. They've got the uh, uh, Bengals. Yeah, yeah, it gets they rough. They have to win out. And, they have to win out. And they're very they, tough they have games no choice for them now. after this one. And it's just that's a, that is a play that a Bill Belichick coach team doesn't do. Uh, Patriots don't 
you know, it's... Um, Do you remember the miracle in Miami? That was a Patriots-Belichick team. That was, and that was, I guess you could say, you know, why put Gronk in there? But this one was a, just a complete, yeah, screw up. It was it was yeah. not understanding situational football there, where you were on the field, what the score was, and what you needed to accomplish in that play. Yeah, because you don't... I understand why the Ramondre Stevenson, great instinct on the lateral. I, I honestly think it was very smart. Right to Jacoby Myers, made eye contact with the fucking guy, said, here you go. At Maybe. that point, just go down. Just go down, Jacoby. There's nothing you can just go to OT. You've done everything you can. The worst thing you can do, right, is swing for the Fed. If you try to win a game on every single fucking play, you're going to have a bad time. I mean, yeah. that's what Dak Prescott's in the middle of right now. Is like, not every play has to be an explosive thing. Just take take the loss on this one, live to fight another down. Um, but, yeah, the 6-8 and eight Raiders beat the 7-7 seven and, seven and fucking Patriots. What a god. And this wasn't even the craziest game of the week. It wasn't even the craziest game of the week involving an AFC East team. It was the craziest ending of the week. It was it the was. craziest ending of the week because I don't think we've ever had another one where a no. defensive team has a walk-off touchdown in that way. <laughs> yeah, fumble. from a tie. Yeah, from a tie, yeah. To fumble it like that, that's just wild. Well, the and, only thing I can think is miracle at the Meadowlands, but that was just such a Right. That was so fucking stupid. Yeah. Wild. Yeah. Ah, uh, so I had to watch, yeah, and then I had to watch the press conference of these guys after, and they, they, you know, they kept it pretty buttoned up. Uh, the Patriots did, but yeah, I think you're right. It probably destroys the season. It was hanging there in the balance, you know, kind of tight there anyways. Who knew how long, far the Patriots would have gotten the playoffs if they do sneak in, but ooh, ooh, that one was wild. That was a wild, wild ending. Um, in order to keep us going, we're going to need to take a break because that, that's just some of the games from week 15. There is still so many more. And then some other just kind of meh games we got to get through too. Not, not many, but we'll find them. So we'll be right back with those. This is the push off. We're back. We're back for um, the break. Uh, second half of the Push Off podcast. And that always begins with their two-minute no offense. But no offense, if you're in this section of the program, you, uh, you're you not making the playoffs, man. Or you're super making the playoffs. And we just don't have time to get into the nuances of how good or bad you are. So let's get to it. Yeah. Yeah, these games... Uh, yeah, there's some teams that just aren't in there, uh, or gosh, it's the NFC South, and yeah, you're kind, you know, technically, yeah, you could go the playoffs, but you're in the NFC South. All right, start that clock, and ready to go. I'm gonna start with the Saturday middle one. We needed a breath, so we got Ravens Browns, but Browns win it, thirteen to three. We didn't pick it. 
Yeah, I mean, this doesn't tell me anything about the Ravens led by a really overmatched Tyler Huntley, and it doesn't tell me anything about the Browns who aren't going anywhere um, and don't have a really good team. Yeah, it was kind of a gross game. Kind of um, a shitty game, yeah. What is Tucker doing missing field goals? That's not like him. One for three on the day, so he wants to Well, he had one too. blocked. That's true. Yeah, had that one, one blocked. wasn't on him, but the other one. Uh, anyways, moving on. Steelers beat the Panthers 24-16. to 16. We both picked this one. Uh, Trubisky did play this, uh, but he didn't screw it up. Um, Pinheiro, three field goals, didn't matter. Steelers had the lead, hold on to it, win it. Carolina making a game of it in the fourth quarter, though. That was pretty good. Yeah. Good for them. This game was tight. Yeah, it wasn't like an ugly game. It's just two teams that aren't, you know, you don't need to pay a lot of attention to it this time of year. No, no, all done. Um, Falcons lost to the Saints in New Orleans. I picked this one, 18-20. to 20. Um, Algier, the rookie, had himself a good game for the Falcons, but on the other side of the ball, Dalton and Hill getting touchdowns. Kamara over 100 yards. Juwan Dotson uh, tight in there, two touchdowns. Saints t- got the lead. They held on to it. Um, a, you know, NFC South slobber knocker as it is. <laughs> this whole division is under 500, but one of them is going to make the playoffs. Yeah, Desmond Ritter does not look good, but this is his first start. Um, you know, what do you what do you want for the guy against a pretty good Saints defense? I thought they were going to run the ball more. They didn't wind up doing it. I love the Saints winning. I would love the Saints to win this division because then that means Philly gets a, a much lower pick. That's that's all I'm hoping for. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. Uh, and then finally, uh, we're going to put Cardinals and Broncos in here because, come on, both these teams eliminated from the playoffs. Uh, Dan, you picked this one. I thought McCoy was going to play, though. Instead, we got McSorley. Um, woof. And then, um, yeah, Cardinals D, J.J. Watt had three sacks. It was like a little flashback, but Rippon does enough, and the Broncos win. Broncos have a good defense, and defense doesn't give a shit about your quarterback. Um, uh, Hilariously, the Broncos scored more points than they almost ever did with uh, Russell Wilson on the board with 24. Uh, He got him over 18. That's all this defense actually winds up needing, evidently. So, um I don't think Brett Rippon's a better option moving forward, but uh, yeah, they're they're both dead teams. I don't see why you even put um, Russell. Russ back in at this point. I mean, why? You got three more games. Let's see what you got in Rippon as a backup. I, it sounds like that's that's not what they're doing. But anyways, uh, let's talk about some games for next week. Um, whether the clock's done or not, I'm done with oh, those yeah. games. Um, okay, so the Saturday night game. Uh, Christmas Eve, as you're putting the little ones to bed because Santa's coming, we get Raiders at Steelers to watch. Um, you know, it's an old uh, classic from the 70s, but these two teams from this season, yeah, you know, maybe it'd be a fun one. They're kind of evenly matched. Um, took me a, a, a beat to pick this game when I first saw it, but I'm going to go Steelers at home under the lights. Just feels like something the Steelers will take care of. Yeah, I'm actually going to go with the Raiders. Um, you know, this is a this is a real '70s rematch. You know, so you can watch your father uh, silently shed a tear while he thinks about the girl who took his virginity in the back of a '58 <laughs> coupe. Um, as he goes, ah, Maybelline, Maybelline, <laughs> I loved you. That's a fucking '70s name. Right? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think the Raiders actually wind up winning this thing. They're the Steelers are good. The Steelers are good defense, but I think. 
Mike Tomlin actually is going to have a losing record this year. I think this is where it starts. Um, Raiders on the road, a lot of hype on this game, but the Raiders haven't been fucking consistently awful, and the Steelers have been consistently average. So I'm going to take a shot here. Go go Raiders on the road. It looks like Kenny Pickett's coming back. He got off the protocol. We'll see. Um, This is the – it's like an anniversary of the Immaculate Reception. So there you go. Uh, Which – a fun name. Immaculate reception. That was back when everything wasn't the blank miracle. <laughs> but here we are. Yeah. Um, moving on. Falcons at Ravens. That's this week. The Ravens can clinch the playoffs with win and help themselves. Um, yeah, it's been rocky for the Ravens. Lamar Jackson still isn't back yet. But I'm going to take the Ravens because you still got Desmond Ritter figuring it out in Atlanta. And uh, even though the Falcons are still kind of playing for something, I think deep in their head they know this ain't their year. Uh, the Ravens, if they can get healthy, they could use this win. So I'm taking the Ravens. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Ravens at home, I think that's a difference maker. If this winds up coming down to field goals again, which it very well could, I don't think Justin Tucker's going to have two of those games this year. Right. Good point, good point. And then finally, Saints at Browns. Ugh, okay, well, we'll get through it. But again, the NFC South is doing this thing where it's making these games mean something. Um, right. But this one is in Cleveland. I think they're a better team. Not by much, but I think they're a better team than the Saints this year. And uh, Watson's getting a little bit um, smoother. I think he's the rust is shaking off a little bit. Uh, he's young enough that it shouldn't last forever as long as he's still practicing with this team. So... I'm going to take Browns in this one. I'm going to take the Saints uh, because I am fully invested in the Saints winning the division now. Uh, That's what I've decided must happen for my own sanity uh, so that the fucking Eagles don't get a top 10 pick. So I'm going to pick the Saints on the road uh, to beat these Browns and stay because I'm going to pick a... I'm going to pick a game here coming up against the Buccaneers that may go a different way, make things interesting in the NFC South. So I'm going to pick Saints on the road. All right, and that that makes it interesting for you and me when we're watching this game too on on Saturday, yeah. When it otherwise wouldn't. So there you go. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, and speaking of the Buccaneers, here they are. Here they lost to the Bengals. We're moving on to that one, thirty-four to twenty-three. When they were up by so much, seventeen to three, not thirty-three to nothing, but seventeen to three at the half. Uh, Tom Brady. Picking them apart, there was smiles everywhere for the Buccaneers in the first half. Seemed like nothing could go uh, wrong, and nothing was going right for the Bengals. But that second half, dang, uh, all Cincinnati, and quickly, too. The Bengals just handing them the ball at red zone of their own (laughs) constantly. A lot of mistakes to speed things up for the Bengals' comeback. Uh, They win it, and Tom – yeah. Anyways, Bengals win this one, 34-23. What kind of an asshole blows a 17-point lead, huh? Fucking <laughs> <Like laughs> idiots. Oh, oh no. I know. Oh, no. Yeah, That's I mean, I, I thought the, Beng- the Bengals are a good team. I was actually surprised by how well the Buccaneers were playing in the first half, not how poorly the Bengals were. I was like, wow, Buccaneers seem like on their shit. Yeah. They actually seemed really, really good. Um, that's what happens when you have a, a interception on the opening drive. You know, it felt like Burrow was pressing in the first half, and then in the second half, just chilled the fuck out, started hitting all of his key players, got Jamar Chase back involved in the game, uh, Tyler Boyd getting hit. Like, the fucking guy looked fantastic in the second half. And Tom Brady's old, 
And there's not a lot of weapons on this team. If if this defense isn't good enough to hold back the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, oh, sorry, if it isn't good enough to hold back the Cincinnati Bengals from 17 points down, to give up 17 points, to erase the lead completely yeah. in the third quarter, I mean, I'm not super worried about them in the playoffs. I'm really not. No, yeah, I mean, because they've got they've got the defense they're going to go into the the end of the season with, and they're still very much playing for a division, right? Right, and it, that is weird that defense because when Brady joined this team, he was the one guy, you know, and there's some weapon stuff they put around him and things, but it does feel like it's the Buccaneers' defense that's broken that's just disappeared here. Um, so I don't know if it's injuries. I haven't kept close that much on on their. You know who they're rolling out there with, who they're missing, or whatever now. But man, yeah, it doesn't look good for Tampa. Even if they do pull this division out, which they still look like the most comparable team in this division. Uh, like you're saying, you you got another plan. We'll see. But even if they do, doesn't look like they're going to go anywhere either. Um, the Bengals certainly do, though. Even if they start these games slow and messy. They feel like a team with uh, the confidence to, to pull back in there at any time. So I like the Bengals and their shots here uh, to maybe repeat in the AFC. I mean, they're going to have a chance. I mean, they're they're not weak in any position. I mean, they've Trey Hendrickson went down with an injury in this game, which is always tough because, I mean, that is a weak spot. They, they don't get great edge pressure without him. Mm. Um, but if he can stay healthy, if, if they can get the number two or the number three seed or – you know, worst case scenario. I mean, they're getting the three seed at worst because it doesn't look like the Ravens are going to be able to put it back together um, this season. At least they're going to probably rest Lamar and maybe get the, uh, you know, maybe get the five or the six seed. But um, yeah, I, Cincinnati scares the shit out of me. Yeah, uh, Joe Burrow scares the shit out of me, and the Buccaneers just don't. Uh, Bengals go on the road this week there to New England play the Patriots. Uh, Bengals can clinch playoffs with a win. Or if just the Jets lose. So they have some chances here to be the next team in the AFC to clinch with the Bills and the Chiefs. Um, I think they do it this week, and I don't think they need the Jets' help. I think they're going to win. They're going to beat these Patriots in New England. Um, I I mean, uh, I could picture the Patriots figuring out a way to take away, you know, some weapons here of the Bengals, but it feels like there's more weapons than the Bengals have. Um, stop the run, throw it all over you, or vice versa, really, and they've done that this year. So, yeah, that's why I like Bengals. Yeah, I agree. Bengals on the road um, to kind of, I, I think, to tombstone the Patriots, maybe. Yeah. Um, you know, the Patriots lose a lot of tiebreakers with something like this going on. So, yeah, I'm, I'm picking the uh, picking the Bengals on the road. Yeah. Uh, and then Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they are going – play the Cardinals. This is Christmas night. This is Sunday night football. Um, Buccaneers at Cardinals in the desert. I don't know who's going to be playing quarterback for the Cardinals this week. Um, Dang, this one. But the Tampa Bay Buccaneers still playing for something. (laughs) Yeah, it's a mess of a game. I'm going to take Tampa. Ooh, well, I'm taking the home team, Arizona Cardinals. Uh, and I'm taking J.J. Watt doing a victory lap on Tom Brady. Uh, you know, he looks like he's he's sharp again. I think they're going to have a pretty good defensive output on this Cardinals team. Am I grasping at straws? Of course I am. 
But uh, tis the season, right? This is the Christmas present I want. I don't really care about Eagles-Cowboys anymore. Um, so this is the present that I want. I want the Cardinals to defeat Tom Brady and uh, ruin his final season. <laughs> I mean, Tampa hasn't looked great on the road, so I can see that happening. Nope. Uh, prime time, you know, under the lights here, the Cardinals, you know, trying to win something with some pride here. Uh, Kingsbury is going to try to save his job. I don't know. We'll see. Um we got a few games different. That's always exciting. Mm-hmm. Let's keep it on. We're going to talk about the Lions, and they keep winning. They are now at 500. Are, are, they were 1-6, right? They are now 7-7. Seven seven. Jesus. Yeah. Beating the Jets in New York. Uh, I picked this one, Dan. I got you on this one. Um, you, oh, I we, thought uh, – didn't, didn't you let me change it back? Well, I texted <laughs> – so I texted you if you wanted to, and I thought you said you didn't know if you could. So I didn't know if oh, you took that yeah. as you not – not changing it, but you didn't know Zach Wilson was starting. So I again, I, I, I mean, I can give it to you if you want. Um, uh, no, you know what? It's we got a lot of things to settle out this week. So I'll I'll say yeah, I I picked it. Um, okay, we should we'll, pick the Jets to win. it. We'll name those things ahead of time when these quarterbacks do change up because quarterbacks that's a big that's a big thing. That's to change a, it's a big one without us, especially knowing. on the fucking Jets. Yeah, and the Mike White thing we were talking about it on the podcast. I think where we were unsure whether or not he was playing or not, and I didn't know if you made a comment saying like, well, even if it is Joe Flacco or Zach Wilson, I don't know. But it, we were going back and forth a lot last week. Uh, this one was tight, and then honestly, the Jets. I'm happy to be wrong. The, I'm happy to be wrong. I'm, I don't know. I'm not full out cheering for the Lions because they scare Ooh. me a little bit if Come they end up being at seventh seed. I feel like they, of like Giants, Commanders, Lions, even Seahawks. Don't give me the Lions. I'm a little afraid of them right now. I mean, especially because they're red hot. Uh, they are. This game was ten ten at the half. Um. The uh, Jets had a 17-13 lead. Looked like they were going to take care of this. The start of that drive for the Lions was a drop pass by the same guy who catches the fourth and inches uh, long touchdown run there. Their their tight end who's filled in since they traded away Hawkinson. Um, Not many stats in this one, but it was a tight game that went back and forth. These two teams are, are pretty even this year. Lions win a big one that benefits their chances in the playoffs a whole lot more, and Jets keep losing these ones that they need. Um, 20 to 17, Lions. This was a huge loss for the Jets at home. Yeah. Uh, this is the sort of thing you can't let happen, um, and really, really hurts them in the AFC wildcard chase. Um, that being said, Congratulations to the Detroit Dan Campbells for becoming legitimate this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I would sign Dan Campbell to an extension. Like that is how romantic I am about the notion of Dan Campbell in Detroit right now. Uh, you know this team has really responded. Jared Goff has looked like a man possessed this season. Um, you know this is a guy that we were thinking at the beginning of the year. Okay, he's a holdover quarterback. Probably going to have to go replace this guy somewhere in the next draft or so. I don't think that's the case. Like Jared Goff playing the way he's been playing lets them take skill position players, lets them take, you know, a good offensive lineman, a, another good linebacker, another good defensive end. Uh in this draft, I think it's wonderful uh for what's happening to the Lions. And I like I said, I've come around on uh on Jared Goff and he is he's passed the douche baton to Zach Wilson, mm-hmm. who's uh, you know, handling it very, very well. Zach Wilson didn't look bad in this game. 
Right. Uh, Zach Wilson is not the reason that they lost this game. Mm-mm. The Jets' defense kind of collapsed in the fourth quarter. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, that's a good way to put it. The Lions hung in there, and then Jets' defense, when they needed them, weren't there, and that's been their way in this this lately for them. And I think that's why we feel the opposite that we do with these two teams. We're pretty much sitting in the exact same spot. They're both seven and seven. They're both technically like the ninth seed of trying to get in the top seven for their part in a, a wild card race. Um, if you look well, at one seven and seven with two straight losses, yeah, and one seven and seven with like what is it six out of seven wins? Six out of seven wins. Yep. Yeah. And That's I want to say the uh, Lions have one more home game than the Jets do left. So, yeah, it's just a weird scenario where we're at, but it feels like it's better to be a Lions fan than a Jets fan right now. But if you want to take a moment, it feels good finally to be a fan of one of these teams, either of these teams, for the first time in a long time maybe. No matter what happens, both of these teams are on the ascent Trending for the up. first time in what feels like at least a decade. Yeah. So congrats, Gang Green. Congrats, Honolulu Blue. Things are looking better in both of these markets. I don't know if Gang Green is the best name for <laughs> the It's the Gang Green Gang. The Green the Gang. Green gang. Green gang. Green gang. Yeah. Uh, the Lions are going on the road. They're playing the Carolina Panthers this week. Mm. I mean, Panthers... I Again, we're talking. I, I'm kicking all over the Falcons and the uh, the Saints, but the Panthers have the same exact record as them. But uh, Lions and Panthers, um, I think the Lions keep their their heat going in this one, and they're going to win it. They have to. Um, if the Panthers wind up being, you know, the fucking arrow in the Achilles tendon uh, for the Lions, I mean, they don't deserve to make the playoffs. This is a bad Panthers team. Um, that now there's enough film on the Steve Wilkes Panthers that I think they'll put together a, a more formidable plan. I think the Lions win it on the road by like a touchdown or two. Yeah. Um, if you can stop this new Carolina team from running the ball, and I think the Lions are better at that than stopping passing. And that's Sam Darnold, and you're not really worried about that. So it's just a good matchup for the Lions. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. I pushed it off as long as I could, but Jaguar News is here. Cowboys 34, Jaguars 40. Um, a lot of points in this one win. Another overtime game. NFL kept telling us we need more football. So I you know, just gladly accepted. And this one, um, oof, 21-7 Cowboys at the half. 27-10 late third. Dan, you were probably feeling good through that much. And then, oof, it was all Jaguars from that point on. I was actually feeling real good. Um, we did what we needed to do, right, in this game. Okay. There was some really questionable calls on that final possession. Um, <laughs> so the reason why the Jaguars were able to come back is we lost a ton of defensive players. Like Leighton Vander Esch went out with yeah. an injury. Demarcus Lawrence went out with an injury. We were playing like second and third tier fucking guys. Because we thought, hey, we got this thing. It's a 17-point lead. Um, And then on that final drive, we had the ball for four plays. We got zero fucking yards. And, like, we went for it on a long pass to Noah Brown. And instead of just running the – like, forcing them to take a timeout. Forcing them to take a timeout. You're at the Dallas 38. You were going to pin these motherfuckers back with less than a minute to go. You're going to pin them back with less than a minute to go. Take the fucking timeouts. I don't understand what the thought process was 
on that final drive. Just run it three times. I know you play to win the game. You don't play, you know, but you, you they have to go the entire length of the field in a fucking minute to get a field goal with heavy pressure and no timeouts. Instead, you give them a timeout and you give them a minute and some odd seconds. Mm. I don't understand this. The Cowboys had done everything they needed to do. We had a 15-play, seven-minute drive in the fourth quarter that was like, okay, it's over. Nice job, feisty Jaguars. Let's see what you can do. Let's see if you come back. And then the Jaguars fucking fumble it. And we recover. And to recover that fumble on the Dallas fucking 38 mm-hmm. and not be able to close this game out, unacceptable play calling in a high-pressure situation. This should have been a Dallas Cowboys victory. The second it went to OT, I was like, we're fucked. That's, and I, I know they punted the ball, and I know that wasn't really Dak's fault on the interception. Um, but we did not deserve to win this game because of coaching, because of really, really terrible fucking decisions in the fourth quarter by the coaching staff. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because this is where I was thinking too is, look, there's a lot of talent on this team. Um, they have ran the ball lately. One of the better teams in the league doing that, uh, the, the two-headed monster there. And these guys averaged near four yards per carry, uh, Elliott and Pollard. And then, you, yeah, you're throwing it and stuff. So it just feels like, uh-oh, is this Mike McCarthy going to overthink this again uh, when it becomes time to really, you know, play situational football and, and win these games here in the playoffs? So there was a minute and 28 seconds left, okay? One minute and 28 seconds left when we got the ball back because of a fumble by the Jaguars. They had the we lost three yards to use, yeah. They had three timeouts. Yep. You have to force them to use those timeouts. You just have to. We ran. We lost some yardage. We ran. We gained some yardage. We went. We broke even. It's third and ten. The likelihood of you picking this up is very, very low. Now, I understand if you go for this when it's like third and two, third and three, and you're just trying to keep them, you know, fucking on their heels... It's an automatic pass play. It has to be a fucking pass play. The way they set up, it's a pass play. Mm. They were in pass coverage from the fucking jump, and then we just, we don't convert it. Like, it doesn't make any fucking sense. And then to lose that option to steal their timeout from them, now you've given them the ball back with a minute left and a timeout. That's enough to move the ball into position to get a fucking field goal. One minute with zero timeouts, not enough. Not worried about that. Probably can't move that ball 40, 50 yards to get into position. I just I just don't fucking understand this, man. And then to punt the ball, and they basically get the ball at the 29-yard line. Like, mm-hmm. it's a fucking terrible punt. It's We deserve to lose this game. We really do. I know it sounds like I'm having an awful reaction to this. I actually don't give a fuck about this game. I really don't. I really don't. All of this makes sense to me that we lost this game. I hope Mike McCarthy has a come to Jesus. I hope his staff has a come to Jesus with him about situational football because he's never really been great at this sort of thing. Mm. But we were the better team in this game. We were the better team. It took major injuries for Trevor Lawrence to be able to get his swerve on. Um, and then all respect to him. He's actually looking way better. He's oh yeah, He's, he's looked like that. a... F- He's looked like a number one overall pick recently. I said that last week, but we were a better team than the Jaguars. We just made bonehead fucking decisions when it counted. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, 
the Jaguars are figuring out how to win now. They they've got some weapons and stuff. <laughs> Zay Jones three touchdowns, right? Uh, almost almost made me lose my fantasy game. I had the wrong <laughs> wide. I had Christian Kirk all year, and yes, yeah, Zay Jones has shown up here late. But I felt like can't can't switch my uh, Jaguars wide receivers now. Um, bam. Uh, so. They're figuring out ways, and they and they got some weapons, and that's Trevor Lawrence finally having this thing click. I think he it, it happened when he had that comeback last second win against was it Raiders? The Ravens. Ravens. Um, yeah. yeah, and you're right, the Cowboys. This is an out of conference game. It's a road game. You guys still clinch the division in the same weekend. Uh, so you you still got postseason on the way. Yeah, not division. Sorry, playoffs. Uh, still got wild card on the way. So. Can't be too upset, but oof, uh, another fun wa- uh, walk off though. The thing pops out of the hands right into there. Scoop was up it and fun, go. Scott? Was it fun? It was an uh, okay, exciting. Yeah. All right. Sure. We'll move on. Sure. Super fucking exciting. Let's f- I, once again. <laughs> Dak Prescott's stat line. Yeah. Looks so much worse than it actually was in this game. Dak had a fine game, like. <laughs> You can tell who watches games and who looks at stat lines in the Dallas Cowboys subreddit um, because they're like, oh, you two interceptions. Noah Brown, like, punted it into the other motherfucker's hand. Yeah. Like, I don't know what, how is that on deck? I really do think there should be a stat that's like, my wide receiver fucked me. Yeah. Like, that's, when their there hands should are be all a stat. over the ball. Yeah, that's not yeah, so it, much. It hits you in the chest. It hits you in the fucking numbers. What do you want from that? I'm throwing the ball there. I can't also catch it for you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Isn't that what Giselle said about Brady's receivers? He cannot catch the ball. Fucking dude. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. You want to catch touchdowns, you got to run the right routes. Or that was a yeah. different game. Um, anyways, we'll get Trevor to Trevor Lawrence looked great, though. Trevor Lawrence looked fantastic. Yeah. Uh, the Jaguars do look fun. Travis at the end, Trevor Lawrence. This is a fun Jaguars team. I, I'm going to be very afraid of them next year. Um, but this is also a game without Trayvon Walker. But are you going to be afraid of them this Thursday? Yes, Jaguars, if you think they're fun, hey, you get to watch them next. They're on Thursday Night Football in New York to play the Jets. Uh, that New York team. So Jaguars at Jets, this is uh, not a battle for the first overall draft pick this year. No, no. Um, <laughs> both these teams actually technically have shots. Uh, the Jaguars with their win, they're 6-8. and eight. It's it's an outside looking into with the Jets, but uh, the winner of this uh, game greatly improves their chances of getting into that playoff spot. So got that going for them, and they'll have a little bit of hope riding into Saturday, Sunday football. Um, this is an interesting one. The Jaguars haven't been playing much better. Like we said, Trevor Lawrence seems to have things going for him. I don't know if it's a solid uptick for them the whole way, though. I feel like um, they, you know, they didn't look great in Detroit. Lot, you know, gave up forty points there, so there's some down things there too. I'm gonna take the Jets at home on a short week. It just kind of feels like that's what I have to do here. I agree. Uh, even though Mike White's not gonna be starting, that's what um, it sounds like I, I didn't hate the Zach Wilson that I saw against the Lions. I didn't think he was a liability. It's a very short week for them to travel. Jaguars coming off a huge emotional victory. Jets coming off a pretty nasty loss. They want to get that taste out of their mouth as fast as they can. Plus, we haven't talked about it yet, but the Titans are going to face the Texans. Yeah. I think the Titans are going to win that game. And at that point, 
if the Jaguars are six and nine at the end of this, and the Titans are eight and seven, that's the division in the AFC South. So, I, I think Jets probably win this one at home just to keep their hopes alive, and I think it kills the Jaguars. So there we are with that Thursday one, but uh, it might be a tight one. Maybe it's worth checking. I think out, it will. Yes, um, will. Let's talk about the Eagles win. They beat the Bears in Chicago, twenty-five to twenty. Hurts, uh, 315 yards. He did run three touchdowns in, but, you know, they were just those tight ones at the goal line where he has a bunch of people shoving his back in. Uh, he did throw two interceptions, and the uh, it took a minute for the Eagles to kind of turn it on. They did have the uh, lead a half, 10 to 6. Fields, Montgomery, that thing got going, but um, not enough. Eagles win it. A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith, um, they, they're getting their yards, they're getting their points. There's a lot of weapons showing up in Philly. Uh, yeah, the Eagles are better than the Bears. No one is surprised by this. <laughs> I, mean, I, I a lot of credit to the Bears for playing them tough. Mm-hmm. You know, keeping the thing in line. Uh, Jalen Hurts apparently hurt his shoulder pretty badly in this one, and may wind up missing the game against the Cowboys. Yeah, I think this is bullshit. Oh, I think Jalen Hurts is fucking fine. I think he's fucking fine. I think they're looking at this going, hey, the Cowboys just lost. There's really no way the Cowboys can win the fucking division. Hey, Jalen, let's not throw you out there and show them what we're actually going to do in the fucking playoffs. Why don't you Why don't you rest your fucking shoulder for the week, my man? Why don't you let Gardner come in here and audition for a, for a starting role next year uh, on some other team? How about you be a homie and do that? I think Jalen Hurts is like, that sounds good to me. I'd love a week off. I'd love to not have to play these fucking Cowboys and have them try to rip my fucking head off and lose me the MVP. Ooh. Yeah, I think this is horseshit. I think Jalen Hurts is fucking fine, and there needs to be an investigation. <laughs> there needs to be criminal charges brought against the Eagles, and they need to be removed from the playoffs. I think well, that's the only way. That's the only way that's fair is to uh, you know hand the Cowboys the division and eliminate the Eagles from the playoffs. I mean, if it's the only way it's fair, it's the only way it's fair. I think it's the only way that's fair. I, I'm glad we can agree. Uh, you know, I'm, I think we can get a unanimous decision out of. Uh, out of most fans in the NFL, that the Eagles have got to go. I'm also glad we've already moved on from the Eagles and Bears game and talking about Eagles and Cowboys. <laughs> Let's be honest. It's where we all want to talk here. Yeah. Um, yeah. What the fuck? Hey, I'll tell you what, though. Uh, Justin Fields may wind up breaking the single-season rushing record for a quarterback, and no one cares. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're the Bears, you're excited that you got your uh, quarterback of the future. Sure. Uh, if you're my dad, you go, no, he's going to get hurt, and then he's not going to be anything. Yeah. Also, both true. <laughs> but uh, the Eagles uh, are the team that's that's moving forward in this one. They can clinch the first seed with a win over these Cowboys or a tie or a Vikings loss. So, yeah, there's a lot of options then for them to just be fine here. You're right. So if Hurts doesn't have to play here, the only people that really hurts is whoever hurts and i don't mean that as a pun whoever has them in a fantasy game uh championship week uh yeah remember that everybody remember Mm -hmm. what your eagles did to your chance for money yeah Um, remember how he betrayed you yeah and think about that when the playoffs come around and who you're going to really cheer for when you don't have your fantasy lineup to worry about anymore i'm just saying yeah this (laughs) this evil bullshit team in philadelphia um selfish motherfuckers dax out there throwing his balls around every week Look at Zeke nah. try to pick you up some fucking points. Everybody in the Cowboys is working hard for you, and these Eagles are taking fucking weeks off. Taking weeks Unacceptable. Off. Taking weeks off. Vacationing. Um, we got uh, the 
this game is going to be still a 325 kickoff. I think they didn't flex it to a night game because it's Christmas Eve. It's on Saturday, yeah. Yeah, it's Christmas Eve. You want you gotta focus on Eagles and Cowboys and the night. Everybody made Christmas. their plans, right? So you know, it's, everybody made their plans. Instead, you watch it right before the, the Christmas Eve plans start. Hopefully, um, whoever plays this one, I think Sirianni even like well, he's not gonna rule Hurts out. It's like sure he wants the Cowboys to prepare for everybody. Uh, he's like, sure we, we might get Joe Montana out of retirement, bring him in here. Who knows? He's not gonna play. <laughs> Um, yeah, whoever plays in this game, I like the Cowboys. And a couple of reasons for this. Um, I They looked good the last time they played them. Now we got Dak back. They are at home. And I think you're going to pick them, and I'm ahead of you in picks, and this keeps me ahead of you in picks. <laughs> well, unfortunately, oh, that's I can't right. pick them. That's right. This... Because I made my evil bargain. To continue to pick the Eagles no matter what happens. <laughs> however, right? yeah. However, the Eagles have betrayed the spirit of sportsmanship with their Jalen Hurts bullshit, mm. and thus I will betray my picks, <laughs> and I am going to the fucking Cowboys because I'm not going to live in a world where I pick the fucking Eagles to beat the Cowboys. Fuck that shit. Cowboys, baby, by yeah. 104. Uh, if the Cowboys do pull this off like we are picking, uh, what are the chances here of getting that first? Getting that division from them. They, is it a win uh, out, lose out? Yeah, no, almost not. Yeah, they have to lose out, and we have to win out. So it's still and, a for, yeah. yeah, they have to they have to lose out, we have to win out, and uh, that is very, very unlikely considering both of our schedules. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Eagles after this. Pulling it up, pulling it up. Giants at home mm-hmm. is the final week, and before that is... Uh, oh yeah, Saints at home. Yeah, okay, mm-hmm. that's done. If yep. not this week uh, with the Saints, so yeah, we're probably seeing Gardner Minshew and um, a not a, maybe a vanilla offense just to hide it from you guys until the playoffs. I think they will. I think this is Cowboys. Cowboys aren't going to necessarily throw, but I think the Cowboys are going to try to run all over these motherfuckers. I think we're going to try to hurt this defense, and I'm all for it. If Mike McCarthy wants to get everybody back on his good side, just fuck up the Eagles, and <laughs> all is right with the world. Um, okay, just two more games we got to talk about. We got we got to go all the way back to Saturday and talk about Dolphins losing to the Bills. Still twenty nine thirty two, uh, fun game back and forth. But Josh Allen threw four touchdowns and he was t- he's doing that thing that he we saw him do in Wyoming. He just runs right, and throws it into the end zone. James Cook, whoever's there, they're just gonna bring it in. Uh, but the Dolphins look good too on the road in the cold. Two yeah, two touchdowns. Cold, Most are getting the ball rolling on the ground. Uh, if you can get a running game going in the cold and on the road, you're gonna look, you know, you're gonna have some chances. And they had chances here in this game. Uh, they just had to dodge the snowballs and couldn't do it the whole time. So the Bills win. Bills clinch the playoff spot. Yeah, I I was uh, under the impression they actually clinched the AFC East, but that was not the case yeah. because they have a similar situation to the Eagles, where they could actually lose out and. The Dolphins could win out, and the Dolphins would actually take it from them. That's so, it. They can win the this week with a win or a Dolphins loss. Yeah, mm-hmm. or a tie. Even a tie gets them right, gets them the right. dub. Um. Yeah. I. I mean, Waddle looks good. So the Dolphins, like I said last week, I just think they look like a different team on the road than they do at home, especially in the cold. 
Oh yeah, I mean they're not they're not prepared for cold weather. I mean nobody was picking them in this game. I mean they've been slipping pretty badly. The AFC East is fucking tough, man. Yeah. They're super fucking tough. But the Dolphins have not looked great for the past couple weeks. Yeah, you know, and the Bills. This have. is now this is now three straight losses for the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. And big ones. This is a Dolphins team that lost to the Niners, lost to the Chargers, lost to the Bills. Those are all playoff teams. Yeah, yeah. Big ones against playoff caliber teams that they're gonna be seeing. So if you can't win those, what's the point? Type of feeling right now for the Dolphins. I agree. Uh, that I think. I still feel like there are a playoff team. If you look at the AFC and who else, well, is, I think so. Yeah, they're gonna be. Yeah, they're gonna get in. I don't think they'll falter too much here, because uh, they are just one win away from those other teams, Patriots, Jets, uh, that are looking to get in. So we'll see. But I, I still like their chances. Um, the Bills, even though they're in, they again they're still racing for stuff too. They want to win the division. They are going to Chicago. They're playing the Bears this week. They'll get it done. <laughs> Bills yes. will win. Not a trap game. I think the Bills win this. The Bills are looking at the number one pick, which they desperately want. Everybody wants the number one seed. Top seed, yep. Nobody wants this bullshit number two seed. Uh, and then I left this one here at the end, the Monday nighter. Rams lost to the Packers, 12-24. Baker Mayfield gets a start again. There's that magic. Uh, not as much there. Um, they got the running game going with Akers. Akers got healthy and got in there for 100 yards, though. Mm-hmm. But the, the Packers running game was much better. AJ uh, Aaron Jones, excuse me, and AJ Dillon um, both got three touchdowns total, and Hunter over 100 yards for Jones. Packers defense five sacks. Um, there you go. Packers win on, at home in front of your fans. Eliminate the Rams, these defending Super Bowl champs from the playoffs. And it, we we talked about it. They actually tied with the '99 Broncos for the earliest um, Super Bowl champion elimination from the playoffs. Wow, yeah. <laughs> at, uh, but I mean, that's it's 15. still pretty late in the season. There's only three more games to go. But uh, yeah, I mean, the Packers don't look fantastic. They looked efficient enough. Mm-hmm. And uh, Baker Mayfield figuring out the playbook still. This once again, this tells me nothing about the Rams, nothing about the Packers. I'm I'm not afraid of the Packers. The Packers aren't getting into the playoffs. They're not sneaking in past the fucking Lions or anybody like that. Uh, not with three games to go. They could go 9-7 and seven at best, and I don't think that's going to be enough to get you in. Um, or, sorry, you could go 9-8, and eight, best you could do in the NFC, and I don't think that's enough. Yeah. Um, so what this allows us to do is talk about the games that are going to be on Christmas. So once you get all the presents open with the little ones and, uh, you know, you're done with your coffee, maybe sit down for a nice uh, breakfast, you get some more football. So we got a full slate on Saturday, Christmas Eve, and then it's just uh, solid 1-1-1 games like a Thanksgiving um, type mm-hmm. of setup. But uh, noon on Christmas. Merry Christmas to us, buddy. Yeah, Merry Christmas to us and all football fans. So on noon Christmas, the uh, gift we are getting from NFL is Packers at Dolphins. Um, Green Bay going to Miami. That's noon Christmas on Sunday. I like Dolphins in this one. Like I said, I think Dolphins are a much better team at home. Yeah, Packers have this slim playoff hopes uh, still alive, and they tasted some victory here. Maybe they want to be hungry for that, but no, I like Miami. I think they're a much better team this year. Yeah, Miami at home against a Packers team that is not really super challenging on the road. Yeah, go Dolphins. Um, and then that leads us into the afternoon game, which is the Denver Broncos at the L.A. Rams. <laughs> but uh, it, I think it's also going to be on Nickelodeon. 
um, for people, fittingly for people that are excited about that. But this is uh, the afternoon Christmas game: Broncos at Rams. Um, boy, uh, so it's an interesting one to pick. It took me a second because I am bad with picking these uh, bad game teamed ones, you know, because you don't know who's still trying. You don't know who's still going to sure. go out there to prove themselves. So uh, I kind of flipped back and forth in this one, and I just went with the home team. Now I'm going L.A. Rams. I'm going with uh, the Denver Broncos. I think the Denver Broncos are a better team. They're less injured. And uh, I think there's less film on Brett Rippon. I know there's not much film on Baker Mayfield, mm-hmm. except for uh, all the bullshit we saw in Carolina and all the bullshit we saw in Cleveland. <laughs> uh, Baker Mayfield is not the future of this team. No, no, probably not. Um, I don't know. And if, the Broncos' defense still real good. Oh, I don't know if Brett Rippon's staying. <laughs> the talk is that Russell Wilson be back. You still want to take the Broncos? Yeah, <laughs> I still do. I still do. <laughs> but I worse. think the Broncos are just a. The Broncos are better than this Rams team, which doesn't really have Aaron Donald, doesn't really have a fully healthy Jalen Ramsey, yeah. doesn't have anybody good. I mean, they don't have the best wide receiver in the NFL in Cooper Cup. Apologies to Justin Jefferson, oh. uh, who I think has taken the crown. Yeah, uh, yes, yes. But he was last year's best. So, uh, yeah, until yeah, the end of the season. Speaking of last year's, Rams wish it was last year. It's not anymore. They're, um, they're fine with this. They're fine. This, <laughs> The Rams... <laughs> The Rams losing this year is the equivalent to, like, you getting broken up with by a fucking supermodel. What? And all your friends are like, wow, that's pretty rough. You're like, I was fucking a supermodel. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> like, can can we just rejoice in what happened rather than what's happening now? I actually have a much statistically better chance to win a supermodel in the future. Win, uh, win a supermodel. Because of the decisions. The that like, well, that's a good way of putting it. There it is. You know? Nobody's nobody's sad in L.A. Nobody's fucking mad about it. Yeah. Did, you, did you see the Sean McVay interviews where, like, after the game, he's like, yeah, that sucks. I'm, I'm going to go bang my wife. I don't give a fuck. It's like, I'm going to get a Super Bowl hangover. Who gives a shit? Uh, but there you go. There's your uh, your picks. That's that's week 15. That's 16. As we showed the, the lineup here for Christmas Day, Packers, Dolphins, and the Broncos, Rams. And then that night is Broncos, Cardinals. Monday night, Chargers, Colts. Uh, so the NFL gives us three prime, four primetime games. Count Thursday too. Did we pick Texans Titans? Um, we talked. To, We're both going Titans. Oh, I'm yeah, assuming Texans Titans. I guess we did. Did I write not write it down? Yeah. I don't uh, well, think we did. Okay, so I don't think we talked about it. It is. Yeah, it's Houston Texans. It's at Tennessee Titans. Just to make sure, we're both taking Titans. Oh, both taking Titans. Oh yeah. You know what? I had it written down at the same time. Chargers Colts. And I jumped over to that one because we were talking about uh. it. Texans, Titans, yeah, we're both taking Titans, even though the Texans... That's how exciting this game is. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, do we talk about it at all? Who gives a shit? Yeah. If, really, I mean, uh, unless you're a Jaguars fan or a Titans fan. That's true. You really don't care about that one. Jaguars watching this thing close. Uh, so let's get us caught up here. Thank you guys so much for listening uh, to another episode of the Push Off Podcast. We're going to wrap it up for you tonight. We went long, but you know what? So did a handful of games this week. So you just got to yeah. spend the time with it. Um, the picks after this week, uh, I got you in three of the four that we picked different, Dan. So I jumped ahead of you by three games. I'm at 136. You're at 133. But to put us in uh, uh, perspective, at 137 is my mom. Yeah, she's beating us in all in picks right now. But you know, not by much, but right there. Um, we have a handful of ones though different this week, so we'll see what happens. 
Uh, it's I could exciting. turn this franchise around. I'm telling you, there's only there's three weeks left, so plenty of time for things to get wacky. And we have we have switched some some leads here this year. All right, uh, Dan, I got crazy stats here to wrap it up. Oh yeah. Um, here's one. This this is not a crazy stat, so I'm gonna do this one first because it's not really a stat. It's just something that our podcast kind of talks about. So we got it. Chargers snap the NFL's longest streak of uh, not having a player arrested. J.C. Jackson was booked on a family issue, and that ends their streak of uh, six seasons. Ah, damn. Yeah. And of course, it's the free agent bringing. Bringing this evil with him from the East Coast. Yeah. He's on the Chargers at that time, so it counts for them. It's true. It's true. Um, the oh, I, let me tell you, the only one QB this season to throw multiple touchdowns and no interceptions versus the Philadelphia Eagles. Justin uh, Fields. Yes, yeah. Justin Fields. Justin Fields. This crazy. Week. Um, here we go. This was a Schefter tweet. The NFL officials have informed the owners that. $800 million is being paid out to fired coaches and front office executives over the past five seasons. Somewhere Matt Rule wiped away his tears with wads of $100 bills. Yeah, as he's going to go coaching college immediately. Um, they, they say this now as it's like heading right there. You know, we are weeks away from, from Black Monday or whatever that's called. You know Cliff Kingsbury Not like play. circled that and shared that with Michael Bidwell. He's like, "Hey, by the way, that's uh, really expensive if you just fire guys. Yeah. <laughs> Please don't fire guys." Didn't the yeah? Didn't the GM for the Cardinals step down for like he health stepped reasons? yeah he stepped away for health reasons. Yeah, See, turns out he's a uh, yeah he came down with a case of being a big fat idiot. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, finally, with the Rams elimination, this year will be the eight. 18th straight season with a new champion. This is the longest such streak in NFL history. That's crazy to me. I I think about the Patriots. I think about, you know, yeah, Jesus. But it's been that long since the Patriots have done back-to-back, basically is what we're yeah. saying. And then the longest in such history, that makes more sense because early on when we were talking about Super Bowls, there were a lot of repeats of... You know, oh, I mean, this, there was dynasties. Every yeah. decade had a dynasty. Yeah. This is the first decade without a dynasty. And that's where we're at, yeah. So anyone can do it. Why not us? Huh? Well, I don't know. I don't know if there's some magic going on here in my Vikings, man. <laughs> hey. uh, that's my crazy stats. That's what we have here for week 15. Uh, I mean, you got to end this show at some time, at some point this, this night. I, I'm loving it that's so true. much, but I got to end it. So thank you guys so much for, for listening to another episode. Dan, Please, let's uh, put it to bed with some parting words of wisdom. We have to remember what this season is all about. It's Christmas time. It's to celebrate the arrival of a king. A king who will change the path of mankind. That's right. And remember, he is Rosen, who has arrived in the Minnesota Vikings (laughs) practice squad after several weeks of inactivity. Josh Rosen! Future Vikings King. So way to go for a pun of a man who's <laughs> Jewish. That's true. <laughs> well, so, so was, was Jesus <laughs> Scott. Me <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Ah. And in fairness, both of them not practicing. I don't think <laughs> not practicing. <laughs> uh, no, he's on the practice squad. Hopefully, he is practicing. That's what he's yeah, hired he- for. 
Um, that's what we brought you in for, Josh. Yeah, that's what he's been paid. Ah, oh, that's fun. Yeah, but you bring up a good point. Um, by the time we will speak to you guys next, uh, we will have a uh, a Christmas uh, holiday. So, Dan, hope you and yours have a very Merry Christmas. And Merry Christmas to you. And, uh, yeah, Emmett's not even a year yet, right? Nope, he's uh, next month. I mean, he's... Yeah, this is your this is your first Christmas as a daddy. Yeah. So enjoy that, sir. Enjoy it. I mean, I think, yeah, it's it hasn't dawned on him yet, the, the excitement. So that's to come. But, yeah, this is so fun. Um, yeah, you get, like, two years before they're like, whoa, fuck. Like, when they're three, they're like, Jesus, everything is important about Christmas. <laughs> uh, but all you listeners out there, thank you guys so much and have a very Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah and all of the celebrations that you guys celebrate. Thank you guys so yeah. much. I am Scott. And this is Dan. Happy holidays. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. <laughs>